Helios, then, and Rheodimus, Lord Alcanoas, bade to dance by themselves, since they were the ones nobody could rival. When they had taken up into their hands a most beautiful purple ball, one made for their dance by Polybos, cunning and skillful, one of the dancers would bend himself well backward and hurl it up to the shadowy clouds, and the other would leap from the earth and easily catch it before his feet to the ground had descended. When they had proven themselves in throwing the ball straight upward, then they started to dance on the earth so abounding in nurture, rapidly changing positions. Around the arena the other youth stood beating the time, and the din rose louder and louder. Finally then to Alcanoas thus spoke noble Odysseus. Lord Alcanoas, most distinguished among all the people, as in your words you boasted that yours were the finest of dancers, so is it shown in effect. I am held in wonder observing. So as he spoke, Alcanoas, sacred in power, was gladdened. Straightway then he addressed the Phaeacians, lovers of rowing. Listen to me as I speak, Phaeacian leaders and princes. This our guest is a man, I think, most thoughtful and prudent. But come now, let us give him a guest gift, as is befitting. For there are twelve men here, distinguished as kings in the country, leaders who govern the people, and I myself am the thirteenth. Let each one of you princes contribute a robe that is freshly washed and a tunic, and much prized gold to the weight of a talent. Let us at once bring these all together now, so that our guest may go to his dinner with them in hand and rejoicing in spirit. But with words and a present, Euryalus now must approach him, making amends, for he said to him words not fitting or proper. So did he say, they all then assented, and bade that it be so. Each one sent out a herald to bring gifts back to the palace. Answering him in return, Euryalus spoke and addressed him. Lord Alcanoas, most distinguished among all the people, I will indeed make fitting amends to our guest as you bid me. I will present to him now this sword, all bronze, with a silver hilt, and the scabbard as well I will give to him, fashioned of new-sawn ivory circling the blade. It will be worth much to its owner. So as he said, he placed in his hands the sword studded with silver. Raising his voice he spoke, and in these winged words he addressed him. Farewell, father and stranger, and if some troublesome word has been said here, may the storm winds rapidly seize and disperse it. Then may the gods grant you to behold your wife and to go back home, since far from your friends you have long been suffering sorrows. Speaking to him then answered Odysseus of many devices, Farewell to you too, friend, and to you may the gods grant blessings. May you never hereafter have cause to regret or to miss this sword which now in making amends with your words you present me. Thus and around his shoulders he hung the sword studded with silver. Then did the sun go down, and the glorious presents were brought there, and to Alcanoas' house they were carried by excellent heralds. Straightway the children of noble Alcanoas took in their hands those beautiful presents and placed them beside their virtuous mother. Leading the way, Alcanoas, sacred in power, proceeded. Having arrived, they took their seats on the high-raised armchairs. 
Finally then did mighty Alcinous speak to Arete. Bring here, wife, a magnificent coffer, the one that is finest. Put inside it yourself both a well-washed robe and a tunic. Over the fire warm up a bronze cauldron for heating the water, so that our guest, having bathed and beheld here lying in order all these presents the noble Phaeacians now have provided, may take pleasure in dining and hearing the hymn of the singer. I myself will present him with my own beautiful goblet fashioned of gold, so that all of his days he keeps me in mind when pouring libations to Zeus and the other gods there in his palace. So did he say, and Arete addressed her women attendants, bade them quickly to place a great tripod over the fireplace. Then in the blaze of the fire, first setting a bath-water cauldron, into it they poured water and put wood under and lit it. Over the cauldron's belly the fire spread, heating the water. Meanwhile, out of her room, a most beautiful coffer Arete brought to the guest, and she put into it the magnificent presents, all of the garments and gold the Phaeacian princes had given, placed inside it herself both a robe and a beautiful tunic. Raising her voice, she spoke, and in these winged words she addressed him. You now see to the cover and speedily fasten the binding, lest someone on a journey should damage it during the times when you rest sweetly asleep as you go in the dark-hued galley. When he had heard these words, much-suffering noble Odysseus straightway fitted the cover and speedily fastened the binding, subtle and intricate, which Lady Circe had taught to his mind once. Then, not waiting a moment, the housekeeper bade him to enter into the tub to be bathed. He looked at the warm bath water, glad in his heart, since he had not known such careful attendance, since he had left the abode of Calypso of beautiful tresses. During that time, like a god's, was the care unfailingly shown him. When maid servants had washed him and rubbed him with oil of the olive, they threw garments about him, a beautiful cloak and a tunic. He stepped out of the bathtub and went to the men who were drinking wine there. Nausicaa, endowed by the gods with her beauty, stood by the pillar supporting the roof beams, stoutly constructed. Much she marveled as she with her eyes caught sight of Odysseus. Raising her voice, she spoke, and in these winged words she addressed him. Farewell, stranger, and even at home in your country remember me sometimes, that to me you are first in debt for survival. Speaking to her, then answered Odysseus of many devices, Nausicaa, great-hearted Alcanous, much-loved daughter, thus Zeus bring it to pass, the loud thundering husband of Hera, make me to go back home and to look on the day of returning. So even when I am there, I will pray to you as to a goddess, always, all of my days, for my life you gave to me, maiden.